Okay, well, next week we'll... If you, I have a few minutes, if you open your Bible, uh, we've been speaking about... We've been speaking about spiritual disciplines. And uh, the, ho- the whole point of this teaching, if I can use the word, is... Let me, let me put it this way. When you accepted Christ as your Lord and Savior, but let's go back to the beginning. And I have a few minutes. In the beginning, God created man. Okay, Genesis 1, you know that. Genesis 1, between verses 20 and 28, God grabbed something from the dust and he breathed on his nostrils. And the man was made out of God's image and likeness. Okay, so we were wired just like God. And I kept thinking yesterday that I heard Michael's message about love, thinking that we were made out of love. Our, our, our main material, our raw material is love. But then men fall, you know, and it changed our nature. Now we have a carnal and a, and a sinful nature, which is a self-centered nature. Okay, but when you receive Christ, His Spirit came once again to dwell in your heart. So you are a spirit that lives in a physical body and has a soul. Okay, now that spirit is God Himself. It just just blows my mind to think about the fact that God lives inside of me. And Galatians says that he who united himself with the Lord, he or she is one spirit with the Lord. So that spirit is the Holy Spirit. Jesus is inside of you, waiting to manifest his life through you. And everything, folks, everything Jesus did when he walked on the earth, he just came to model to us what was possible for us. Jesus came to demonstrate the potential we have once we have him dwelling in the inside of us. But, as you know, that doesn't happen automatically. You know, it's not that I received the Lord today and automatically next day, I'm walking over the water and, you know, I'm here and there. No, it's a process of of what the Bible calls sanctification. It's an ongoing process that that is going to finish once the Lord returns and we receive a glorified body. We're going to be just like him. Hallelujah. We're going to eat bacon and we're going to cross walls. Remember where the disciples were gathering? Jesus didn't knock on the the ring bell. He didn't knock on the door. He just crossed the wall. Hey, folks. I can't imagine how they... Do you have something to eat? So he ate a big fish. And then he says, see ya. And he crossed the wall again. That's a glorified body. Really, I don't understand that. But I just want to receive mine. Hallelujah. So why are we speaking about spiritual disciplines? Remember, we went through... We went through... Uh, prayer, we went through um, 
giving, generosity. We went through, I don't remember the other ones, but we went through a few of them. And we ended last, last Sunday with a fasting discipline. Let me ask you something, and I want you to be completely honest with me. How many of you have practiced fasting at least sometime in your life? Okay, there you go. We, you know what I'm, what I'm talking about. So we have, I, I, listen, 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 listen carefully to what I'm going to say. If we don't make adjustments in our lives, we won't see the fruit that the word promised. We need to collaborate with God because everything in us is, is, is made to run away from God. Remember with Adam's sin, his first reaction when his nature changed, he acknowledged he was naked. His nature changed. His clothing changed. And with this new clothing, you know, his instinct was to run away from God. Everything in us is built up to run away from God. That's why you have to be patient with people. Because they, their core material, their core ingredient is run away from God. They don't, we don't want God's presence. So, but now the spirit of life is in us. And he's within us encouraging. Pushing a little bit. Come, do this. Come, because what? He wants to grow through us. But we need to collaborate so he can flow through us. And we can experience and enjoy every one of his promises. Amen? How many of you want that? How many of you want wants the fullness of this life in Christ? Exactly. So we need, to, we need to put in practice disciplines. We need to adjust our habits. We need, to, we need to collaborate with the Lord. And how do we do that? We have this prayer time. We have this reading the Bible time. Amen. We have this uh, uh, purposely being generous. So we can be what? Imitators of God as dearly children. So fasting is one of those that really help us. Amen. So I write this down. Go to Colossians 3. Colossians 3, verse 5 through 8. Uh, hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Colossians 3. Enjoy your meal today. And folks, we are going to put in practice fasting, corporate fasting. Okay? I'm going to be inviting people to pray and fast because there are things that only can change through prayer and fasting. Let me repeat that. There are things and circumstances in our lives, our communities, our nation, that they are only going to change through prayer and fasting. Amen? So, I'm going to eat all, all uh, Grandma Norma's cake today her what's the name of her the peach cobbler i wrote my name there already so 
I'm kidding. Well, I'm not kidding, but I'm kidding. Colossians 3. Colossians 3, verses 5 to 8. And it says, and reads like this. It reads, Put to death, therefore, whatever belongs to your earthly nature. And this, you know, back in the days of the apostles, sexual immorality was a big deal. I mean, it seems like the whole culture in Asia was... was uh, circle around sexual immorality. So that's why you, in the writings of Paul, you will find him addressing that issue all the time. It says, but you know, the root cause, the root cause of that is what Paul is trying to tackle. He says, put to death, therefore, whatever, whatever belongs to earthly nature. And he says, sexual immorality, impurity, lust, evil desire, and greed, which is idolatry. Because of this, the wrath of God is coming. You used to walk in these ways in the life you once lived, but now you must rid yourself of, of all such things as these, anger, rage, malice, slander, and filthy language from your lips. How many of you have to get rid of filthy language from your lips? Hey. I, I raised my hand. I was driving yesterday a truck, backing up, and I didn't see the wall. And guess what happened? Bang! I didn't say hallelujah. <laughs> I said, and then said, Lord, forgive me, Father. I won't tell anybody about this. Just between you and I, forgive me, Lord. I, I got scared when I hear the bang. So I said, you know, you know what, what I'm talking about. Anyways. But uh, so, do you lie? Each, do not lie to each other, since you have taken off your old self with its practices and have put on the new self, which is being renewed in the knowledge, in the image of His Creator. So, how can we put down these things? The discipline of fasting is, comes into place here to help us lay down or put down this nature in us. So. I wrote this down. Why do we fast or why do we have to incorporate fasting in our daily or maybe in our regular life? Why is it so important? Why, what are the benefits? I wrote this down. Number one, fasting declutter our souls and our bodies. And I don't know if you practice fasting for, for long periods of time. I remember when I, I did a, a first three days, just water fast. Man, I was so angry. But you know why? Because putting my flesh under made my weaknesses pop to the surface. And I realized, hey, I have an issue with anger. I have an issue with bitterness. And how, how can I discover that? When I put my flesh under those things came to the surface. But when, when we are living our normal, regular lives, we ha we are, we're still dealing with those things, but we're not aware of them. So this is what fasting does for you. Not only declutters your physical body, there's, there's huge discoveries. Now everybody's recommending fasting because they have realized that there's a lot of benefits to fasting in the natural but in your soulish realm, oh my God, I'm telling you, 
It's incredible. So one of the things that we do is we declutter our souls. And you will be able to acknowledge pride, all the works of the flesh. You will be able to acknowledge them when you practice fasting. I wrote this pride, anger, how about unforgiveness? Oh my God. It will pop up when you fast. So declutter our souls and body. We need that. Friends, born again believers, listen to me. The Holy Spirit is in you. And he he wants to manifest. But he's going to do it through you. He's going to do it through you. We are, God is counting on us. To reach out, to do, to demonstrate his love. Amen. He has to send himself in a nature, in, a, in the form of a man to demonstrate his love. Everything God is going to do on this earth, he's going to do it through you and through me. But we have to be, like the word that I used yesterday with Trenton and Michael, we have to be synchronized so he can flow through us. But... If, we, if you are dealing, listen carefully, if you're dealing with unforgiveness, if you're dealing with pride, if you're dealing with idolatry, if you're dealing with unbelief, he won't find the conduit to flow through you. He wants to. He wants to. But, uh, uh, I mean, I don't see a door, Alan. All your doors are blocked. This door says unforgiveness. This door says pride. This door says idolatry. And I want to flow. I want to show people through your life how powerful I am. But boy, there's no door open. So what should I do, Lord? Well, go, go fast 40 days. No. Really? Yes. No. Three, Lord. Two? Have you ever bargained with the Lord? <laughs> Anyways. Number two. Humble ourselves before the Lord. Hey, I'm, ex- I'm getting excited right now. I'm telling you. We, we might stay a little bit longer. Anyways, we're going to eat later. Humble ourselves before the Lord. Fasting. Listen to what I'm going to say. Fasting is like a communication code to the kingdom of God. Like if I say, Edgar, que gusto tenerte aquí, hermano. I say, Edgar, what a pleasure it is to have you here. You see? I use a different code of communication. When we fast, we send a message to the kingdom of God. And the message says, humbling, humbling. Oh, and the Lord, mm, mm, mm. God, oh, hallelujah. God will never reject a, a contrite heart. A humble and a contrite heart, he will never reject. But how I can say, Lord, I humble, Lord, I humble, Lord, I humble. And here I'm slanderous, Lord, I humble, Lord, I humble. And here I'm prideful. Lord, I mean, with my, listen, sometimes our words don't mean nothing to the Lord. But when I fast, I send the message and I say, Father, I need you, Lord. And he's like, mm, that's what I was waiting for, baby. You'll see me move in your life. Humbling. You know, this is not in my sermon, but you know what is? It's a huge communication message to the kingdom of God. Your offerings. Go read the book of Acts. Every miracle the disciples did, the Bible acknowledged the fact that the people receiving the miracle were generous. 
Go see Cornelius. He mentioned his offerings. Offerings. Go read about Dorcas. It mentioned her offerings. When we tithe and offer our substance to the Lord, it's a huge, huge message to the kingdom of God that says grateful, gratitude. Listen, I love you. You know that I love you. I want the best for you. If you divide 2577 among 78, you will have a number. Listen to what I'm going to tell you. And I tell you, I'm not, a, I'm not a, a prosperity preacher, though I believe in the prosperity message. But listen, folks, if you make $1,000 a week, do me a favor, don't put a $20 bill in your plate. Let me ask you, when you, men, when you bought that ring to your wife, did, did you go to Claire's in, in Walmart? No, why? Because she was worth it. She was worth more. Ain't she, ain't, ain't, am I, am I, is this message resonated with you? So listen, if you make whatever, I don't know what you make. But don't be honorable to the Lord. And not that you're not. But when we do that, we send a big message to the kingdom of God. That we are grateful for him and that we acknowledge that it's because of his kindness that I, have, I get to enjoy my job and the income that I have. Amen. So we humble ourselves. Ezra 8, quickly. And Second Chronicles 20. Hallelujah. By the way, folks, listen church. Tithe means 10. 10%. 10% of your income. That's what the tithe is. Is it for today? Some people will argue. It wasn't for Abraham, and he did. And it pleases God. Say, preach, brother. Preach. Hallelujah. We're going we're gonna, to we're gonna, we're gonna talk about it. Okay? I love you. I love you, Lord. Ezra 8.21. What are you talking about, preacher? Humbling. Humbling. Why do we fast? Because it's a message to the kingdom of God that we are humbling. Go to sec uh, uh, Ezra 8.21. And then you can go quickly to 2 Chronicles 20, verse 1. Who has Ezra? Ezra Eight verses twenty-one to twenty-three. Somebody has it. Yes. Read it aloud, please. Mm-hmm. Amen. See, they proclaim a fast, a fast to humble themselves. 2 Chronicles 20, verses 1 and 3. This is, after this, the Moabites and Ammonites with, with some of the Munites came to make war on Jehoshaphat. Some men came and told Jehoshaphat, a, a vast army is coming against you from Eden, from the other side of the sea. 
It is ready, it is already in Hesais and Tamar. Alarmed, verse 3, Jehoshaphat resolved to inquire of the Lord. And you know what he did? And he proclaimed a fast for all Judah. The people of Judah came together to seek help from, from the Lord. Indeed, they came from every town in Judah to seek the Lord. So fasting, it's a way to humble ourselves and, and, and let the, the Lord know that we need him. Amen. We need him. We need him. Hey, this is what we need to do for Travis. This is what we need to do for Travis. It's fasting and praying, Trenton. This is what we're going to do for him. Amen. And we're going to do it just solely for him. And we're going to ask God to move on his behalf. And you will see God move in Jesus' name. What else does fasting do for us? I wrote this down. Temptation. We covered this last week. You know, Jesus was drawn into the desert to be tempted by Satan. But what the Holy Spirit made him do? Fast for 40 days. So he could find the strength to resist temptation. And I said this last week, I said it again. If you are dealing with issues in your life, patterns, habits, that you don't seem to be able to get rid of, I encourage you to fast for them. When you feel the craving, you lay your, yourself, you humble yourself before the Lord and fast. And you will see yourself overcome that circumstance. I can guarantee you that. Fourth, what does fasting do for us? Empower us. I like this one. Hallelujah. Look four, verse 14, Matthew 7, 21. Matthew, let's go to Matthew. Are you receiving something this morning? You're pretty serious this morning. You, you were laughing before, smiling, smiley faces. Now you're not smiling that much. What's going on? We're going to eat afterward, folks. Huh? You're smiling? <laughs> Don't get mad at me. I, I want your best, really. Matthew 7, 21. Oh, no, I, I have the wrong scripture. Luke 4. Sorry about it. Luke 4. I think it's Matthew 9. Let me see. Yeah, Luke 4. Let's go to Luke 4. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Luke 4, 14. Do you have it? Jesus returned to Galilee in the power of the Spirit. And news about him spread through the whole countryside. Jesus went to the desert. You heard me say this before. And came back. He went, he went to the desert full of the Holy Spirit. And came back. Go ahead. Came back. Thank you for doing that. Came back. What? In the power of the Spirit. You know what? That Jesus was a man on the earth. He couldn't come as God. But for, for, for righteousness to be fulfilled, Jesus had to be a man here. But even as a man, remember, a man fall on the garden. 
a man had to redeem us. But even as a man, he was, everything he did was because of the empowerment of the Spirit. There's a power in the Spirit. Healings, miracles, wonders, signs are for today, are happening. But to do them, to be able to see those things manifesting through, listen, through, through us, we need the power of the Spirit. Amen? He's inside of you. He's inside of you and He's willing. But He's looking for worshipers that worship me and spirit and in truth. What's a worshiper? I always thought, when you say worship, I was telling Trenton, I always thought about singing. A worshiper is an attitude of your heart. Shahach is the Hebrew. You know what it means? Bow low. That's an attitude of your heart. You are a worshiper in spirit and in truth when you walk in obedience to God. When you humble yourself before the Lord. That's a worshiper. Amen? So, to be empowered by the, by the Spirit, we need to live a life of worship. It's not easy. It's not easy to, li- to live like that. That's why we need fasting and prayer in our lives. Last one, because I'm hungry. <laughs> Matthew 9.15. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, you are welcome to this place. Not only welcome, my King, but we surrender to you. You move among us, Holy Spirit. We acknowledge you. We need you. We want you. Fill us up, Holy Spirit. Matthew 9.15. Last one. You have, hey, listen, let me ask you a fair question. Do you have problem, trouble or a problem or a challenge to connect with God? And you know what? Listen, especially younger families, we have so much going on. It's hard to be, to, sometimes it's hard to connect with God. Because our minds are going a thousand miles per hour and thinking about all that we have to do. Each kid has a set of things to do and we have to work and and hear and, and so many things going on that I have to acknowledge sometimes it's challenging just to find five minutes to really connect with God. I was telling my wife this morning, man, I... I got up, went to the shower, and here I'm praying, but I don't know what I was, who I was talking to. So I don't feel the connection. It took me a while to connect with God. You know, when you, when you know that He's face-to-face with you, before you're like... But now, you, once you get into the prayer, that now you see God, you see the, the funnel, you, you see the channel going. Like the internet, you know, goes to the cable, goes back. But there's a, there's a lot of times when we, 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 find, we have difficulties to find God when we pray. Have, have that happened to you? So how can I do that, Alan? Let me tell you, Alan, I, have, I don't connect with God. Sometimes, Alan, when I pray, it's like I'm just saying stuff. I don't even know if God's listening. 
But you will know when, he, when you have his attention. He's going to make you know that he's paying attention to what you're saying. So how can, I, how can I be more sensitive to connect with God? Hey, baby, I got your answer. Fasting. Oh, Alan. Some of you were like, oh, no. <laughs> I thought you were going to say something else. No. Fasting. It's a good way. I'm not saying that there's no other ways. But fasting is the way. Matthew 9.15, and I'm closing. I'm closing, believe it or not. Faith. Come on, brothers. Have faith. And they say, you question. John's disciples come. The Pharisees' disciples say, Lord Jesus. Well, they didn't call him Lord. Jesus, how come your disciples don't fast? So listen to Jesus' reply. Jesus says, verse 15, Jesus answered, How can the guests of the bridegroom mourn? This version says mourn, but the original is fast. How can they fast when the bridegroom is with them? Why will they fast? Jesus responding, why will they fast if the bridegroom is with them? That's, that means presence. They will say, why, why don't you do, your disciples are fasting? They say, they're not fasting because I am with them. But there will be a time when I will be taken off and they will have to fast so they can sense my presence. Let me ask you something else, church. I want to challenge you. This year, we're going to the gym this year. The spiritual gym. Have you, can you acknowledge the presence of God? Each one of you respond this question individually. Can you acknowledge the presence of God? Can you tell when He's, he's shaking our glory? His, his, his presence is with you. Can you acknowledge that? Do, do you recognize His presence? Are you familiar with his presence, church? Do, can you say, man, God's in this place? Well, if not, I got a solution. Say it. There you go. Say it again. Fasting. Oh, hallelujah. Our flesh doesn't like it. I'm telling you right now. <laughs> but... Fasting help us to acknowledge God's presence. I, you know, working back and forth like with children, things like that, thinking about hey, da, 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 in the winter, so many things around us. But when you fast, oh boy, I don't know, I, I really don't understand what happens, but when you fast, it's like, you know, the pathway for the Lord is clean for Him to connect with you. So I really encourage us. Four times of fasting. Quickly. There's four times, four kinds of fasting. And listen up, because so, we're, we're going to be, as a corporate church, we're going to be practicing some of these. Four kinds of fasting in the Bible, and I will go into details. Where this? Ah, here they are. There's a complete fast. Write this down. There's four kinds. Complete fast, it's a fast with no water, no, no food. And you can find it in, 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 in Paul, in the book of Acts, when Paul was drawn by the Lord. Complete fast. There's, then there's what they call the normal fast, which is 
total abstention of food and regular intake of water, and you find Jesus 40 days, but there's also one day, three days, seven days fasting with just water. It's doable. Then we have the Daniel fast. This is the one we're going to be practicing the most, which is a partial fast, vegetables and water. And you can find that out in Daniel chapter 10, verses 1 through 3. And there's a corporate fast. And I, I wrote this down. These turn God's wrath away and bring deliverance over cities and nations. And you can find about it in Jonah chapter 3, verse 4. It's called, it was some of them calling the Nineveh fast. Amen. So these are some of the fasters in the Bible. With this, I'm wrapping up this teaching on, on disciple um, disciplines. We have one left, which is worship, but we're going to see how we can combine it with other things. Praise and worship is another discipline that I encourage you to practice. Develop the habit of being a praiser, praising. Have praises everywhere you go. If in your car, have praises in your car. Don't allow that filthy lyrics of the world music in your, in your atmosphere. There's power in words. We know better. I mean, there's, so, there's plenty of nice uh, radio stations or apps or CDs, whatever. Have, hey, receive, receive this suggestion. Have Christian music wherever you go and are. Amen? So worship is another powerful, powerful uh, discipline that we must develop. What's the point, Alan? That we, that we may become like him. How many of you will like to be like Jesus? Raise your hand higher. There you go, folks. You know what's, what's the answer? Say it again. It sounds beautifully. Hey, enjoy your meal. <laughs> Father, we thank you. Father, we praise you today. We thank you for Edgar and his family. We thank you for the Hensler's uh, household. We thank you for every member of the Palestine Christian Church. Father, by name, Lord. Oh, by name, Lord, we lift them up before your throne of grace. Father, we know that you love them, Lord. I ask you, Lord. This is my request as minister of this house, Lord. Father, I'm asking you, Lord, to pass over, pass over our unbelief, our fear, our idolatry, Lord, our ignorance. My King, pass over those things, merciful God. And King, move among us, Lord. Father, bring healings, Lord. Bring provision. Father, what, whatever is needed, Lord, we look for you to be our source of life. Hallelujah. My King, infill in us with the Spirit of Christ. Holy Spirit, pass over the, 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 that earthly wisdom. Pass over that fear. Pass over those things, Holy Spirit, and empower us tonight, today. In the name of Jesus, we ask you, my King, sweep this place with your presence, Lord. And as we fellowship the one with the others, Lord, heal our physical bodies. Father, take away our fear. 
Take away our remorse and our regret. Lord, for the things in our past, take them away, Father, we ask you. Pour your anointing, the breaks that dissolve whatever yoke is keeping these families, Lord, from reaching their potential in you, Father. I thank you for it. Ah, you're here today. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Hear my cry this morning, Lord. And bless Palestine Christian families, visitors, friends, Lord. In the name of Jesus, Lord. We thank you for it, Father. In your name we pray, Lord. Amen. Amen. Let's prepare for communion.